and we're not wizards. We are the best. And also, we're not wizards. Enjoy the show. Bye. I'm going, I recognise Mark, but I don't know who the granddad in the plaid shirt is next to him. <laughs> I'm kind of like, it's like, I'm like if Rodney Smith had like a brother who was off the rails. You know, the one that yeah. kind of turned up always, you go you go like that, come round my house and let's play board games. And I'd always turn up kind of like slightly drunk or on something else. Yeah. You know, and always literally I would sit there for like 10 minutes making Monopoly jokes and then just seeing, yeah. I, it's literally, I would be like the Jimmy McGill of <laughs> the kind of the better goal, the better call Saul kind of that, that relationship. I would just be trying to just wind them up and then just, he'll be, he'd always be saying to me, I'd be trying to start up my own YouTube channel, but he'd be telling me I'd never ever be a proper YouTuber. So then what would happen is I'd end up discovering the world of TikTok and uh, you know that's that's how I would that's how that would happen. <clears throat> so, have you got a drink? I saw you had a drink. Yeah, you know, like some kind of craft beer, is it? No. Hmm. Coke <laughs> I thought what happened? I thought you were into your craft beers. I thought you'd be like going, oh, this is this is what I call the lady's legs. It's bre- it's, <laughs> bre- it's brewed in Thailand. It smells like yeah. uh, aromas of. No, uh, I just got back from yeah. I just got back from uh, Nuremberg and uh, had quite a lot of German and Belgian beer. We stopped in Belgium. Are you reco- are you um, are you recovering from that? Because that stuff kind of puts hairs on drying your chest, out doesn't a bit. It? Are you just yeah. <laughs> getting it? Because I'm a bit. Yeah, We're yeah. going to do an intro, I think, because this is because this is what normally happens. Oh. There, it's like oh, this is. This <laughs> I is, thought we'd started. I this, thought we so. could have started as well. You know. So. Hello and welcome to. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another, <laughs> you know. Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. Um, that could be it. <laughs> Joining us today, we've got the top ten of music that you can listen to in your air raid shelter. Um, when the gather round, <laughs> when the Jerry Borch come to visit, we'll be talking board games. Are they something that ever's going to take off and reach mainstream? As we crack open our favourite copy of Monopoly. Um, yeah. Hello, my name's Richard. Welcome to We're Not Wizards. Um, I'll be your host for uh, February. February. Um, There's no reason I'm singing that whatsoever. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I am joined. I'm joined tonight or today or tomorrow, just depending on when you're listening. I'm joined by a man who it's been far too long um, since he's been on the show. Um, he's almost like a repeat offender that um, um, <laughs> luckily I caught him trying to steal a car the other day, so he's straight back in wizard jail. Come to join me and we're going to have a conversation because um, he's not just into like stealing cars, he likes a bit of shoplifting, but he's definitely up for the good old con. <laughs> and when he's not conning, he's cooking. So joining me, it's Mark Cook with an E. Hello. From Aircon. Mark, Mark Cook with an E, not Mark. Is, is it not? I thought it was ease on both of them. <laughs> ease on both. Yeah. Is that why you? That's why my. That's why my emails haven't been getting to you because it's been. Ma- ma- no, that's that's something else. Marky dot. Something I've done. Marky dot. Marky dot cookie. Marky dot cookie. Marky dot yeah, cookie. Yeah, when I used to, uh, one of my old jobs, that was my little. I had, I used to have to do a lot of like training and standing up, and then mm. you know you come up with just like repeat little jokes because th- it's different people that you're training every time, so they don't know them. Yeah. You're not a spontaneous comedian, and so I just I used to use that joke all the time. Oh, my name's Mark Cook. That's with an E, not on Mark, but I'm cool. And then, but all the other people in the room had to listen to that joke, you know, like five or six times a year for seven years. And I started getting mail addressed to Mark E. Cook. You know, 
they all they all kind of got together to be like, look, let's show show him how tedious this joke is, and all my mail started coming to Marky Cook. I could show you tedious. <laughs> it's, I'm just surprised that Watch It Played's not got an E in the end. Yeah. I'm just surprised, okay, and this is just a quick aside. I'm just surprised it's not Watch It Plaid. Watch It Plaid? I, it should be. It should be, yeah. But we are doing Plaid a Day Saturday. I just I don't want to know. Right, I've got a couple of questions anyway. <laughs> first of all, thanks for listening. If you're listening for the first time, the reason that we do this is because, um, honestly, I kind of like speaking to people and I like the attention. And so doing this podcast, I get to, I get to speak to wonderful people and people like Mark. And also <laughs> when I put the show out, I get to go look at me, witness my work, so you might in despair. And the second reason is because... Um, uh, Aircon is literally four weeks away, so it's squeaky. Sorry, it's over. It's still over four weeks away. It's 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 on the ninth <laughs> to the twelfth of March. It's the it's the you know you're kind of wrecking the kind of the whole production thing because by the time I release this, oh yeah, you know it's not live. <laughs> You know, I'm not like you and your little Facebook group when you used to hang about and do kind of like your quizzes and that and be popular and have lots of people joining, which you stopped doing, which I was sad about. And I did remarkably yeah. badly in that, didn't I? I think I was bottom of, <laughs> bottom of the league. Yeah, uh, well, you might have been. I might have yeah. actually been it. absolutely dreadful. You've probably got it written down somewhere. I've got, it. I've got, I've got the board somewhere. Still have you? In here. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. well, yeah, good to I know. I kind of checked it. It's good. It because I thought it was a nice thing to have. Oh, it's good to know you just can't be bothered tidying up. <laughs> well, it's like, when are you going to tidy up that board, Mark? Oh, there's just nostalgia. <laughs> but it's six foot high. So, what do you care about? Um, and who are these people? <laughs> so, anyway, Aircon's coming up 9th to 12th of March yeah. in Harrogate. Land of the Gates. Land of the Harrows. <laughs> Um, couple of questions for you, right? First question is if since your convention is all about board games, why is the background of the aircon banner sweets? Uh, I don't really know. Uh so we started many years ago. I think at one point I had an idea instead of n- numbering them like yeah, most conventions go with numbering or years or whatever, you know, yeah. Aircon 1, Aircon 2, Aircon 3. And I said to Ben, I remember it was, we just happened to, we used to work at the same place and we just happened to be kind of passing in a stairwell and I went, oh, Ben, should we just go with like the Pokemon thing instead and we'll make it like Aircon Blue and Aircon Yellow and Aircon uh, Gold and all that. Yeah. And then, and so the first, so we went through the Catan resources, I think, were the first four. So we had, like, wood yeah. and sheep yeah. and, well, wool. So if you look back... And... <laughs> Aircon sheep would have attracted a whole different type of audience. <laughs> shepherds, probably. <Yeah. laughs> Where's the open shepherding? Um... <laughs> I'm here for the dog. I'm here for the dog trials. And the wool. <laughs> We've got uh watch it rounded. The extra white wellies <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the velcro suits, and you've brought yeah. none of that. Just got bloody board games <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, so that's all it was. And now I just sort of think of a random thing. And I was kind of hoping that we could get someone to come and do pick and mix this year, but we couldn't in the end. So um, it just ends up being a bit random, and it's sweets. I'm trying to remember what it was last year. Uh, you're trying to remember, he's looking, he's staring for people who obviously, it's not a visual podcast, <laughs> Mark, is sta- Mark is staring at the ceiling in the kind of hope that the rays of memory. Are you getting there? Are you getting to that point now where you walk into another room and you go, I have no idea what I'm here. Well, I don't even know if this time. is my house. <laughs> just kind of like, whoa, yeah. I've just forgotten. What's my name? I again? do usually know that I'm in there for a reason, like i yeah. You know, I usually do go somewhere with purpose. Yes. And, I, you know, I did it earlier. I kind of went out the room with purpose of, like, oh, something. Yes. And then just came back with something else that I didn't <laughs> I go for. I did have to go like, back Why have you got that? Get myself a drink. 
You know what I mean? Come back up with the ironing board. Yeah. So that was what I did. Yeah. So I started using, um, I use notes a lot, you know, like Google Notes. I started, <laughs> started using keep, yeah, keep, keep.google.com keep yeah. is my friend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just like I get to the point, I think it's just going to be like, breathe in. <laughs> breathe out. But I think that's an automatic thing, so it's fine. Um, we're gonna we have to talk a little bit about the um the large kind of elephant in the room, which is the pandemic kind of thing. Because it's Sunday that's oh, running a convention. Yeah. That obviously, because I, I tell you what, I remember because it was the first. It was the first because I'd gone on twenty nineteen. I was really really excited. In twenty twenty, I think quite literally, the week before Aircon. That was when the like the first kind of shut down beginning and, and aircon still kind of went ahead and I no, just... it was the week after aircon so because how it was happening is we were like setting up on the thursday yeah with the radio on yeah listening to the news because we were all expecting an announcement that said events have been banned yeah and we were i remember we were kind of like one or the other like it, at the time it was almost it was better for us to go ahead um and no one turn up than it was to for us to cancel it ourselves because you know literally no support or yeah. anything for yeah. events cancelled. But if they said, "Oh, it's cancelled," we would have yeah. been able to kind of get some support for that. So it was yeah, it was a really weird situation. Um, but we went ahead and you know had a lovely time, and it was kind of a little bit weird, but also it's kind of I think it was fun. I think you know people had a. Yeah, because it was the Monday, so we closed on the Sunday. Like, so eight days later was full lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I just remember it. I think my work turned round on like the twenty eighth of February and just went right. Nobody come Mm. back (laughs) because we're all old (laughs) and like I think on like uh, there's all my work colleagues have got like pretty elderly relatives. So we're like, no, I'm not taking the risk here. We're all just going home. And I remember, and I was like, I, I remember actually going, eh, I'm not sure if I'm coming or not. And then I was like, oh, I better not. And um, mm. <clears throat> yeah, it was kind of like a, a strange thing. Because flipping over to now, as somebody who's got a mm-hmm. sensible head on your shoulders, and I know you've got a sensible head on your <laughs> shoulders, and with that, obviously, government departments seeming to just have forgotten that COVID kind of even exists even though it obviously still does exist yeah and we've seen kind of other conventions like kind of like gen con and stuff like that going you don't need to test you don't need to have a wash you don't need to kind of are you what's your kind of your are you kind of like oh, i don't know what to do do we follow the this does it depend do you base your decision based on what you think is best or have you based your decision based on what maybe the UK Games Expo is doing. Have you had discussions with like Richard about it and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I mean we we know the Games Expo team pretty well. Um, we chatted to them. Uh, they obviously ran last year with no restrictions, which is kind of quite interesting. How quickly they kind of got lifted last year because we yeah. ran last year, but it was all you have to have a you know COVID pass and. Yeah. And, and you think now that whole system's just been turned off, so we couldn't <laughs> even do that even if we wanted to. Like, yeah, less than a year later. So one of the aircon directors, Rick, he actually he works for the company that kind of didn't build it, but mm. they kind of maintain that system, and they're just like, yeah, just turn it off. Um, wow. So it's just all of, all of a sudden. Um, so it's interesting. Like, we've always tried to go... Uh, with things like we, we would look at Public Health England and we would speak to the convention centre obviously has their own guidelines yeah, in place. Yeah. Um, so we would follow them and we had tended to err uh, on the side of caution yeah. with it. So if they were like, oh, you could do this, we were like, oh, well, we will do that then. Um, you know, if it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. So we were going with last year it was wearing masks and yeah. have your COVID pass and uh, and things like that. Um, we had a few people that weren't very happy about that, but yeah, we're never never going to please everyone. Um, yeah, but this year it's like the infrastructure isn't there. So even if you said, "Look, we need to run as yeah. safe a convention as possible," 
it's like there's no backup there anyway. You'd be back to like getting everybody to fill in some kind of Excel spreadsheet and stuff like that just to confirm <laughs> it, which seems yeah. Well, it's even things like tests you have to pay for now yeah. and stuff like that. So it's it's really it's really quite tricky um, with, with how we how we approach that kind of thing. So we'll just just having to just just go for it this year, I think, and just be like, all right, well, you know. There's pretty much there's much bigger and much more densely populated things that you do in day to day life. Yeah, I know. Supermarket. I know. Just, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing how everybody's going to like switch back. And we say we're back to normal now, um, but apparently, if you went to Davos, <laughs> it was deal. It was daily testing and the kind of proper air conditioning and everything um, like that. So I don't know. Guess what? Guess you need a couple of millionaires. <laughs> you know i was just i just came back from uh, germany from the nuremberg yeah uh, toy fair yeah and i was over there back in october for essen yeah uh, and then i went back i was back in in belgium just to bruges um, in november and again it's so it's amazing how quickly it all changed because essen was still you had to have a COVID pass. Yeah. This is and this is October last year. COVID pass, masks in the venue, masks as you're going on the um, any public transport, mm-hmm. and it's just now it's just gone. So like we are there, you know. So it's only what's that four months? Yeah, three four not months. Even, yeah, later. yeah, not even yes. that. And people are just not bothered. And I I kind of thought there would be, I thought it'd be a bit more gradual the kind of the return to normal. Um, Oh, there was air quotes there for people that aren't. Yeah, there is definitely uh, huge air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, back to normal. Um, uh, but it's, it just seems to have been like everyone's gone, yeah, mate, fine. I know, let's just, cra- yeah, let's, let's just kind of crack forget, forget it happened and move on. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, oh, that was so, that's so 2020. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> remember, remember yeah. 2020 and stuff like that. Um, Are you. Are you back? Are you back in the zone? Are you back to be excited and stuff like? Because are you, are you still kind of doing stuff for yourself? Are you still doing the consultancy and oh, stuff? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still doing some of my own stuff. Um, so mainly uh, running a publisher as well, and then um, doing some work for a manufacturer. But, um, but yeah, it's been all sort of aircon for the last. It's kind of as you come out of yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So there's always a there's a funny thing that every year I tell myself it's, I'm not going to let it happen, where it gets to like December and I'm like oh we've still got three months that's yeah, like yeah. that's like quarter of a year, but then so much of December is wiped out with it's also my birthday in December so it's like birthday Christmas New Year you're just like ah, and then you come out the other side of it still thinking you're going to have three months but I was like oh no it's only two months now. Ah. And uh, running around trying to, because all of a sudden there's the print deadlines coming up, and I do all the graphic design and stuff. So it's all of a sudden, just running around and chasing people. Um, but it'll but be all the all booking, all finishing all the booking, I guess, for the chairs and the tables and the caterers and everything yeah. like that. And there's no, you can't go to book yeah. in November and say, right, I'm definitely going to do this. I guess they're going to be like, no, no, our kind of our, you got to give yeah. us only two month, two, you know, six weeks notice is how we normally work. You know how we work. And it's like, no, but I just want to get it organized. Can I not just get it? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. You, if you're not panicking, yeah. we can't overcharge you. <laughs> 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 that's kind of, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it works. Um, so what's the, you're saying you're working for the publishing. So what are you doing on the publishing side? And who is that? Is that Bright Eye uh, or so, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Bright Eye Games. So. Oh. Um, that is myself and Martin Cubberley, uh, who some people might know. He yes. helps run the board game change up Facebook group. Uh, he was working for Long Pack. He now works for Watts, so another pub, uh, another manufacturer. Yes, um, it's just a new job yeah. change as so well. I think for for Martin, I think he's not. Has it not been too for long? Martin? Yeah, very recent. Yeah, only a couple of weeks. Yeah. he started with Watts, and then he was at Nuremberg with Watts. So oh, cool. Yeah. So did you get to Thank hang you. around together while you were over there in Nuremberg? Yeah, yeah. No, we had a couple of nights out. Oh, that's fun. cool. Well, that's kind of good. How's things going at Bright? They do this. Yeah, really well. Um, so it, it took a little while to kind of get going, and we had a bit of a change. Like there was a, a three of us from PSC when I was there, but yeah. it and kind of realised we were trying to bridge too many gaps, uh, yeah. too many, um, 
and do too many different things. So we, we decided actually it was all very amicable, but we decided it's it's better if uh, PSC stays as PSC and yeah. two of them stayed with that. And then I went with Bright Eye and then brought Martin in um, at that point. So we were just trying to, we've just been sort of trying to consolidate and get like, well, where are we at? What have we signed? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we need to do? So we obviously, you know, last year was pretty much all about core requests and the retail release of that. And then, um, never heard of it. Uh, we, <laughs> 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 no, some, some guy in Huddersfield yeah. thought we'd have a go at a game. Yeah. I, I'm just helping him out, really. Um, I've heard of it though. No, and then, <laughs> uh, so we, We've got a couple of new releases coming out this year. We've got uh, Battle Dental, which uh, should be set in the Core Quest world, but it's more—it's a bit more grown up. It's like a two-player abstract game. Oh, cool! Where it's uh, the players play the uh, Gum Goblin and the Tooth Troll, and it's this is the game that they play in the depths of the Hudders Dungeon whilst they're waiting for Brave Adventurers to come in. All right, okay. And it's like. It's played on a board that looks like a human jaw, and all the bits are pieces, and they're kind of moving around trying to get the get the teeth out. Um, that, it's got a really cool like movement thing. That's gone dark. It's, fun. <laughs> it's, got, it's not an it, actual human it jaw. Like got it's, a bit uh... dark. It kind of like it's moved from you know as as Deadpool once <laughs> said, "You've gone from like the Marvel universe to this kind of dark universe." Are you sure you're not part of the DC universe? Because we've kind of gone from. Yeah, drawings done by kids that then Gary King has worked on to here's a human jaw with bits of teeth sticking out that you can play on. It's kind of you've gone a bit, yeah. you've gone a bit peacemaker, that yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, like I said, but it's more for the grown, more for the grown ups. Uh, but yeah, that should that should be fun. Uh, and then we are about to send hopefully next week to the printers um, a storytelling game. And so this is. Um, this is one. It's got an interesting history. It's it originally it got signed to Hasbro oh. like many years ago, right? Um, and Hasbro were trying to do their own sort of crowdfunding platform, and they were doing this competition, yeah, uh, where people would put their games on this crowdfunding platform, and whoever won, Hasbro would publish that game. <clears throat> so this game won. But then Hasbro were like, we didn't really like that department, so just shut down that crowdfunding thing and return the rights to the owner. <laughs> um, and so then, um, then I signed it when I was with Fog of Love because it was kind of fit with that. And then that, you know, moved on from there and then that closed down. So the rest went back to the designer again. And then with Brighto, we're like, look, let's do this. Let's get it published. Um, and so now it's almost ready. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, so it'll have art by Quan Chai Moria. Um, the graphic design and the game design is done uh, by Bridget and a, a couple of other people. Bridget uh, is a graphic designer in board games, and she's done things like War Chest and Santa Maria, Santa Monica, so on, so on. Um, a few other things like that. She's done a lot of AEG stuff. So it should be really cool. Um, the first batch will actually be three games and each one is like a different genre mm. so the first three will be romance sci-fi and uh detective um and each one is a standalone game uh, it's four player you have three decks of cards that are people places and things you build a hand of cards however you want from those three decks um and then you have kind of tokens as you as you tell your part of the story you play cards down in front of you uh, but you can use cards that other people have already played. And when you do that, you put one of your tokens on their cards to show that you've used that card in All your right, story. Okay. And the, so the story evolves as you go. Um, at the end of the game, uh, there's a thing where whoever has played the most cards gets to tell the ending of the story, but whoever has used the most tokens, therefore used other people's cards the most, becomes the author and gets to name the story. All right. Um, but the cool thing is that you can just mash them together. So you can make detective sci-fi and therefore tell Blade Runner if you want or make a romance detective but it also increases the player count by four each time you do it yeah yeah has the um, had the situation in regards to manufacturing and shipping from China did that have a kind of a, a bit of a, a hit on are you, yeah. are, you, are you a bit further back than where you would have been if yeah 
the transport and manufacturing yeah, yeah. thing hadn't kind of been a bit of a pain in the arse, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, um, yeah, it had a huge impact, and I think I think there's a thing where people still, well, certainly, some players think that you know board games are really expensive and people are just taking the mickey. Yeah, um, but actually, it's it's a pretty low margin compared to a lot of other. I used to sell Oakley sunglasses. Yeah, and the margin on them is ridiculous. They would cost somewhere around a dollar to a dollar fifty to make. And wow, they sell them for. Yeah. 70, 80 plus yeah. pounds. Um, so actual sort of profit at the publisher end is, is quite small. And then when you kind of, shipping went from somewhere around 40 to 50 cents for a copy of yeah. a game to around three to four dollars a game. And so just in a short, really short space of time. So it wasn't even like you could prepare for that. It was, oh, yeah, we know we told you this last month, but now it's four times the price. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it had a big, that did have a big impact. We've we've done what we can to kind of take take that as much as we can because yeah. we want to still try and keep things affordable, and especially when we're talking about things like family games. Yeah, if you're going to a family, there's this game set in a dungeon that's eighty pounds. <laughs> no thanks. Me. I think I think the good I think a good illustration of that was um, and you've probably seen it on the uh, the board game chat group that you're involved in is when somebody posted about Hero Quest on Amazon and Hero Quest was down from about eighty pound or ninety it usually goes for a a ton goes for a clean hundred and it was down for forty quid and I don't think they've sold out. so quickly I, I i i used to go into like the game and game seems to be selling a lot of board games and they literally had the same mm-hmm. rinky dink copy of hero quest that had a couple of ding and dents where it's been sitting there for months and yet people were, like snapping up these kind of hero quest games so i think yeah i think some people depending on the kind of the the price but on the, i guess on the flip side personally i don't think there's enough education out there of the consumer about actually how much a typical board game kind of costs. Because I, th- I do think, mm. and I think you touched on this yourself, that, you know, a game that maybe costs like 40 or 50 quid, it could be the case that produced that game, it's up there at, you know, 25, 30 quid. But, you know, including once you get it shipped out, manufactured and stuff like that. So the retail margins are really, really kind of, really, really kind of short. So they see like, it's like, I see this, you know, obviously you'll see this on Kickstarter as well. as like games that are making, and this was the perfect example of last year, where games that had been making kind of six figures when the shipping crisis hit, they all turned around, a lot of them turned around and went, guys, we're... we have two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. pound in the red. We can't, we can't get these kind of games, kind of games to you. Yeah, no, it's it's been tough, and you only have to look at the, you know, some of the companies that have been going under. Unfortunately, like it's obviously it's happening to retail stores all over. Um, yeah, uh, you know that's not not just restricted to board games. Like, like it's just tough um, all over. But certainly in board games, lots of retailers going under. Unfortunately, a load of publishers that you know some that you wouldn't think of that are just like either like you said they're kind of cap in hand look if we don't get a bit more help we we are going to be gone yeah or yeah others that have just have just gone there was another one with big kid games or something. yeah yeah and yeah. also i see that um like uh places like asmodee and things like that seem to be shutting down places mm-hmm uh, Pearl is it yeah. Pearl Games? Pearl Pearl, Pearl Games. Games yeah. Pearl Games just the other week, and I'm just like, I was like, damn, they were making some damn good games, and it just seems just like Lucas be ordered this. Mm. It's you know somebody's in, somebody's bought the company, we became part of the Asmodee portfolio, and now we're they're saying we're not going to be financially valuable, value, viable, which is a great shame considering some of the stuff that we're yeah. kind of putting we're kind of putting out there. Um, of you not decided to get your own little design out there. I mean, inspired by the likes of Mr. Hughes. If Mr. <laughs> Hughes... I mean, obviously, Mr. Hughes is... He's obviously <laughs> sitting on the shoulders of 
uh, of, yeah, of his yeah. daughter's creative endeavours and obviously <laughs> is then shored up also by kind of Gary King and everything like that. But, I mean, are you not thinking, well, if that Hughes fella could do it? <laughs> are you not starting to yeah, think? Yeah, well, oh, here I've we got go. to wait. My, my, my daughter's only, uh, only five at the minute, oh, so right, by the time okay. she gets to eight and I can, like, start... Well, no. Um, now I have like a few ideas for ones, but I just don't have the patience to go through all of the. And that's why I'm so admiring of game designers the patience it takes to go through all of the prototyping <laughs> and the yeah. refining and all of that. You know, I often, when I'm getting involved in games, it's like they've been working on it for like two years or something. <laughs> and then they bring it to me and they're like, what do you think of this? They're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's just like the crush. And I just don't want to subject myself to that. It's, I, I just, uh, I know. Is that, is that, well, I was if I spent all that time in it and then just somebody turned around and said it wasn't any good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or fundamentally but in, terrible. I have got a couple that if, if I kind of, and not surprisingly, they're both about beer. Um, uh, so one is actually about sort of running a little craft brewery and, and putting beer out there. He uses, uh, have you ever played Gentis? Gentis yes, I've heard of it, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's got the cool time track thing, so it uses a similar mechanism to that. Mm. So, where the, the more effort uh, an action takes, the more it takes up in the time track. So that's, you sound that's like that. that's all ready to go. You just need somebody to kind of gather you up in their arms and say, this is the way that we're going to be going with this, Mr. Cook. Pretty much. I, basically, I want someone to be able to, I want to be able to, you know, like the great authors that used yeah. to just sit there and dictate their books. I want to be like that. I was like, this is what happens in the game. And someone there, like, cutting out cardboard tokens for me. Is that and, the kind uh, of thing? Except it would be, except, yeah. and, then, and then he said, would you like to play a board game? And yes, he says, went to the shelf and he got the copy of Scythe. Which he opened the lid, <laughs> <laughs> took out the rule book, and he started to read. Um, Jamie's on the show, so yeah. he might do. He might listen and go. I'm not coming on the show. He's, he's, I think he's coming on in a couple. Of, he's coming on in a week or something like that. He's going to talk about his new shiny mm. game, and he's also. I think he's restricting the amount of time he he's going to give himself. So. What do you? Oh, really? Ex, is it expedition? I can't remember. I think it's maybe Expedition. I we we played Rolling Realms on the ferry on the way back. Oh, was that fun? Just me. Yeah, okay. it's clever. Good stuff. I start rolling, right? Um, it's yeah. not my, my favourite of genres, but it's good fun. I think we did really like kites that we also played. That was good fun. Very light filler, and it's uh, it's all sand timers, and it's real time. And again, I don't generally like real time games, but this was quite fun. Because it wasn't like, what's that one magic maze or something? Where yes. you're like banging the thing at people. You're like, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. just do the thing. It's not like that. It's still turn-based. So on your turn, you have the six sand timers that are of all the different lengths, and they represent your kites mm-hmm. that you're trying to keep in the air. Mm-hmm. If they, if one of them ever runs out, that's you done. You've lost the game. But you have cards that have a combination. Either they have one of the sand timers on, or they have a combination of two different ones. And as you play that, you flip those two sometimes. And so it's like trying to figure out between between you, like, well, we've got to keep all these up in the air. That's How do we cool. play our cards and and keep them up? So, and it lasts like 10 minutes, and I've just taught you the whole game. Like, you've you just want. been able to play it. Now. That's so, what you want. It's fun. I, start, I started Jaws of the yeah. Lion at the weekend. Yeah. yeah. I wanted it to be crap. <laughs> Is it really good? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Do you know it's like it's like you yeah. get somebody says somebody says but if you know if you um if you get the bacon and then you get a little bit of chorizo next to it and then you have a touch of kind of like maple syrup on top um and then you put it on the bagel and you go like what no no and then you try and you go oh, this this is actually really it's actually really a surprise do you know do you know you play a game. <clears throat> And you get this moment and you look up the person that you're playing with and there's this kind of eye, eye contact to say, oof, this is actually, this is kind of better than we expected. And it was just, there was a, just a point where um, we're only playing like the first couple of missions and where there's no dice, so it's not randomness. It's like, I'm going to hit this person for two all the time, but then I've got this modifier card and it tells me if I'm going to miss. And we're just like, it's like the, we're about to take out the last guy I'm like well if we do this we should be okay anyway we're not going to die but then I'd like flip my card over and it was like times two damage 
And you're just like, <laughs> yes! Last hit of the game, smack your face, you're out of here, double hit. It's just kind of got like little thing where just like, well, this kind of works, this kind of works like kind of really, really well as he wobbles the, the microphone. Um, so that's, yeah. So I, I'm kind of looking forward. It's one of these games that's like, I've, I've committed to actually playing as much of it as I possibly can because I do this. I get games and then I just kind of don't, you don't, especially when you, rev, you review them. And it's nice to just commit to a game and just kind of play it all the all the kind of the way through. Um, but back to it's 30, 38 minutes in. Let's talk about the reason that we're here. Um, how's Rodney? You've been speaking to him. Do you keep? This is the interesting. Yeah, With him great. coming over, has he turned into kind of like one of these kind of friends? Are you get? Are you at Chris? Are you pointing Christmas cards? Point. Have you passed well, that yeah. kind of point? Are you getting vid- yeah, do you do I mean, video calls and you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we have um, we use Telegram mostly to chat, um, oh, okay. and he's probably the only person that I chat to on Telegram. Everyone else is on WhatsApp, but um, but, but yeah, no, we uh, or you can do these little like video. You know, like you do voice notes, you do yeah. little video notes, and so oh my goodness, send send them back and forth. You know, oh my goodness, <laughs> it says like, is he yeah. is he going to be staying at the house again? No, uh, we're all going to go and stay in Harrogate for like the Wednesday night and go out for a meal together. All right, and then is you just toughen them off to the hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's. It's just a bit different because there's so many of them now. Because when he first came over, it was just Rodney. Yeah, and it now was, obviously yeah. Six of them. So I don't think we could sit, fit six in our house. So who's who's coming Who's room. coming over from the Watch It Played gang? <clears throat> All of them, yeah. So it would be Rodney, Charles, Monique, Naveen, Paula, wow. Matthew. Wow. Yeah. Oh, awesome. All together like a crew. But that I seem to be noticing this a lot. It's like... Um, you got the Watch It Play crew. Obviously, the Dice Tower crew have been going round, but I see that Rado's rocking up for a crew. crew. And I'm starting to think we're going to end up in that situation like Anchorman. You're <laughs> <laughs> all going to meet at a convention. You know, it's be in a, the car Just park, get the dice out. And it's going to be like Tom Vassell, you know, when he's going to go, about, Hi there, sports fans. You know, and he's going, Oh, look, it's, <laughs> it's Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's just going to be that kind of interaction. I just, I just, I just like to see. I just wonder. I guess it kind of then takes us on to the next question, right? In a rumble, <laughs> right? And mm. we've got watch it played in one corner, right? Did it? Here's the thing: are the brothers Murph? Murph, so did no, they not? BG, BGG, BGG? Are they BGG stuff? Hmm. And See, there is a BGG crew, really, as well. There's a there? kind of a BGG crew as well. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think if they rocked up, I think they would be, I mean, they'd be the ones to watch. They'd be like a WWE kind of tag <laughs> team. Tag team. Well, they even have a uniform. They have all the, if you see, if you see them at the convention, the BGG team have the big American football jerseys. I'm just trying to think because. You've got kind of like on Vassal's side, you've got Vassal, but you've got Mike Delisio. And I think Delisio, and I've obviously I've met Delisio, and I think with that kind of Italian background, I think he could fight. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say he's going yeah. to he's, he, he's fight clean and fair as long as the ref's looking. And I think as soon as the ref turns <laughs> his back, he's going to be giving it kind of like dirty licks across the back of the head yeah. and stuff like that. Sack of I, oranges out then. I just think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna be. He's gonna be putting meeples in a sock, <laughs> and stuff. You know, or putting or putting frost frost haven in a bag and just going around kind of swirling around him. But anyway, that doesn't answer the question. Is in the terms of a big fight, who do you think is gonna win? Um. I, well, you see, I think Dice Tower got the numbers because there's obviously there's the main crew, but they have a lot of contributors, don't they? And a lot of. I mean, even Hughes is on one of them. Isn't he? Um, is he? But then I don't know because Maddox is on there as well. Ben Maddox. We're yeah, all dropping these names yeah. like everybody would expect. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about Ben Maddox, 
Five games for Doomsday. Happy birthday, fifth year of recording. Oh yeah, Stunner. You know, I gotta say a big shout out to them. He's a he's a lovely, lovely man. I don't know. He'd be in the dice to our crew, but would he? I don't know. I'd have to question his yeah. loyalty. Yeah, well, that's that. That's you know. You see, that's with dice with watch it played. I think it's you've got a solid bit like with Rado. It's that's the that's the yeah, core. They've got, little, you, they've got the core, core crew. But like dice tower, you'd be like, oh, here's this guy who does once every month. A podcast about the color of me. I don't think um, you'd allow him in a fight. I think what he'd do nothing. is he'd stay on the outskirts and see who was winning before he jumped in. I think that's what Maddox would do. Uh, I think Ben Maddox would yeah. stay on the outskirts until he seen who who was winning, <laughs> and then he goes, "I'm going to yeah. jump in and mess you up," and that's what he would do. <laughs> you know. So do you know Ben and I have started our own event as well? Um, What's that? It's like an it's an Essen event. Uh, really? It's called. Yeah. yeah. Is that Essen? It's not Amazon. Um, I just thought it was like a kind of a Eurovision kind of one of those things where you get together <laughs> in somebody's house and they just do that. Just kind of like dress it's not up. Far off. Yeah. So it's uh, car park beers. Um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> that's. So I'm just going to try and tell you that's not convention, that's something else. No, it's at Essen and uh, after in the, hours in the, on car, the, in the car park. On one of the days, we just go and. And it's kind of a building, like, like this most recent time, we had, you know, 10 or 15 people stop by. In the car park. Sat down for a beer. All watching. Yeah. All watching. Yeah, I mean, Ben brought his own little stool this time. He had a little no, stool to sit on. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things he gets up to without my permission is absolutely outrageous, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, the a, thing- there's a, a game called the Belgian Beers Race, and they always have a booth at Essen. Uh-huh. And they make their own beer. For yeah. Essen, like, every year. So we just stop by there and get a load of beers and go sit in the car park. So is this an unofficial event then? Or oh, yeah. It's not an official yes. event yet. Is it just something that kind of happens? It's just like, it's like Aircon yeah. again, except it's yeah. in Germany, basically. Except it's yeah. beer, it's drunk <laughs> men in a car park with beer. Not just, not just men. All, just anybody like, is welcome. It just says extremely dodgy. You know, <laughs> you know, well, officer, we've just been at a board game convention. Well, it's just, in the grounds of the. It's in the grounds of Essen. It says like, like it's in a where car the convention park. center is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just just out the back door. I'm just going to say it's going to be dodgy, but it's abroad. You know, you're going to you're yeah. going to be a Channel Five special. I could just tell it's absolutely awkward. Um, right. So, I've. <laughs> 45 minutes I've rocked up I've rocked up I've rocked up at Aircon look you said yes to coming back on again you knew it's not like you've not been on before you know it's not like you're going oh I wonder how this structure's going to work I wonder I wonder which way the conversation's going to ebb and flow it's like I did uh, a couple of times I nearly messaged you to say oh is there anything in particular you know you want me to and then I thought oh there's no point there's no point doing that so we'll just see Even what happens yeah, Frank West tried that. <laughs> this is what we're covering. I was like, no, we're not, Frank. Frank's doing well. Frank's become a tour de force. Frank would be in the car park. Yeah. Frank he'd be, be, he'd be fighting with himself. He'd bring a thing of cats. Yeah. <laughs> Just an aisle. He'd bring an aisle of cats with him. <laughs> he'd bring an aisle of cats. He'd bring it. He just bring. He just bring a load of boxes and he'd put them in the car park and then he'd, people would open. The boxes, and some of the cats would be asleep, and the other cats would be really furious, and you would just see people kind of them popping off, kind of like furry yeah. landmines as people kind of get an attack. Um, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat, but with a Schro- uh, West Revenge. No. Right, okay. If <laughs> if I'm coming to Aircon between yeah. the ninth, by the time we get this finished, it'll be the ninth. By the time we get this finished, it'll be the ninth, the twelfth of March. I'll tell you. Um. What can I expect to see? What, what you know? There's going to be the bring and buy. From what I know, there's going to be the bring and buy. Yeah. Okay, there's yep. going to be tons of tables for people to be able to borrow. They're going to be able to borrow games from the library. They're going to be able to sit and play with their friends. There's going to be your food truck, so you're going to be catered for. Um, but what else can I expect when I come to Aircon between the 9th to the 12th of March? 
Yeah, so this year, even for people that have been before, it's going to feel a bit new and a bit different. We've moved into, we're still at the Harrogate Convention Centre, but we've moved into new halls, um, kind of at the other end of the centre. So um, now as you come in, there's big Roman pillars as you walk through the main door now. It's all very exciting. Um, and the first hall you're going to walk into is the Exhibit Hall. Mm. Um, and we've now got a dedicated Exhibit Hall, which is really cool. Uh, before, we've kind of had it set up in the middle of the main hall with the open game on either side and we've had to every evening go around and barrier it off and then mm-hmm. um, uh, do all that fun stuff but this year yeah big dedicated exhibitor hall uh, so we're going to have about uh, 80 something exhibitors in there um, wow. uh, you'll still see the big aircon light up letters as you, as you come in that door they'll be there um, and then Flav and Hachette UK are directly behind that they've got a whopping great big stand um, they're going to be showing off a bunch of stuff and then Family Zone's there and Asthma Day and Coil Spring are all at that front end and just a bunch of different exhibitors showing off various things should be very cool including Mead for the first time which is uh, sounds interesting um, explain Mead? yeah yeah like the honey liquor thing apparently Borg's it goes well with board games bringing beer in yeah, and who put mean? you up to this? Well, they asked. To, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> they not only come... asked, but they gave some money, which means you can come along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as you kind of go through that, you go, you'll go out into the. Uh, so that's Hall M, mm-hmm. which is obviously people that know their alphabet. The hall that you go through to is Hall C. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who named the halls at this convention centre, but yeah. Um, so see, uh, we've kind of it's just a half hall that one. So we've got the bringer by in there, a uh, mm-hmm. bit of food, a bit of open gaming. Uh, Geek and Son will be in there with their fancy tables. Um, oh yes, well, uh, and then you'll go through then into Hall B, which is a big, big hall again. And so we'll have uh, Ye Oldy Air Shop, which will be selling mugs and T-shirts and magazines and various different things. You've gone right into the merchandising because I know yeah. that there's nothing more coveted than aircon mug and there's nothing oh. more disappointed and sad than somebody posted three days after the event smashed. saying, I've smashed it or smashed I, didn't, I didn't get the colour kind of thing and yeah. asking. I mean, they're talking yeah. about getting copies of Heat but if you want to see a mad rush if somebody went, <laughs> somebody went on, somebody mugs. went on aircon mugs, starting to sell them. You got to watch out because they might yeah. ask the folks scamp scalping them next. Yeah, well, this is a cool. They're they're all black still, but mm-hmm. the and the design is the same, but they're different color inks. So you could choose whichever color player you are. You choose which, yeah. you know, choose your mug. But we got one of them is black on black, which you think oh, might yeah. sound like that, but look, at, they they look cool. They're oh. like it's a matte black mug with a gloss black print on it. Looks lovely. You've you, you've UV spotted a mug, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so that's uh, that's there, and then that'll also be the tuck shop and things like that. So we've still got the tuck shop, which we're oh. really happy about to be able to still do that. Um, and next to that is the library, um, which has got even more games than ever. We must be approaching a thousand games by now in the library um, and next to that is we've got some giant games um, the Herefisher board gamers uh-huh. a giant version of Suro and a giant version of Hey That's My Fish and they'll have been there that you, where you you are the game pieces yeah. and you play it yourself um, and then just across the way there is uh, the demo zone um, so we've got 20 odd demo tables of, this is like games in development that you won't be able to buy there yeah yeah, yeah. Like Mr. Turtsy will be there and uh, Playtest UK is showing some development games off that you get to feedback on. Yeah. All those things. As, then, as you're reeling this off to me, is there yeah. another part of your brain that's going, crap, I need to do this. I need to remember to do this. Did I contact them? Is Ben coming along or not? <laughs> so every oh, now yeah, and again, you'll see me like, yeah, I've just note. seen you kind of like, kind of, kind of trying to write down notes as you're talking to me, remembering yeah, yeah. what's kind of going on. Um, but it's it's um, it's Bez's last aircon, I think they were saying. Yeah, supposedly. Um, yeah, she says she might come back for the big 
you know, five year or ten year yeah. anniversaries and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah moving away to Thailand, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah. But that'll be a big change because they always yeah. bring they always bring a huge, wonderful sense of energy to kind of wherever they are. And re- regardless if I've seen them in like Tabletop Scotland or, you know, when I saw them at Aircon, they're always there with a smile, enthusiasm and stuff like that yeah. for, for to say, oh, this is going to be my last one. I was kind of like, ah, that's, you're not yeah. allowed to, <laughs> you have to come <laughs> back. Maybe, here's an idea. We could get them involved in the big fight in the car park next year, yeah. so they have to come back. Yeah, that sounds so like a good one. That. So we could do that. Um, um, yeah, especially you know, was one of the first exhibit. Oh, yeah, first time we ever had exhibitors at Aircon, which was Aircon mm. two. Mm-hmm. Bez was there, so Bez was one of four exhibitors that we had. Wow, um, alongside ITV um, <laughs> and. Medusa, which is Richard from That's UV, Richard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was another one where they made like a card game that was about a rock band or something. I've forgotten. I think the game might be called no, rock. Can't be called rock band, can it? Maybe video game. That'd be the big rock. plastic instruments. There'd be like a <laughs> thing from Activision kind of going on. Are yeah. you able? Are you so. able to relax? Because one, I'll tell you the reason I'm asking this question, right? Is because when I went to Tabletop Scotland last year, and I bumped into Dave, big I was going to say big giant head of Tabletop Scotland. He's not got a big giant head. He's just the head of Tabletop <laughs> Scotland, or one of the heads of Tabletop Scotland. But he seemed kind of like he was in the zone. Everything seemed to be running quite smoothly. He was able to chill out. He seemed to like he was enjoying himself for that for that time. Yeah, yeah. Are you still? Are you able to enjoy any of the days? You say, right, okay, as long as the ninth, we get the ninth out the way, the tenth out the way, and then halfway through the eleventh, twelfth, I can kind of chill out. Do you do you get that time now, or are you still kind of like running around like a a bride at a wedding <laughs> reception, <laughs> kind of making sure the yeah. drinks are top top top? No, there's definitely there's there's moments of calm, and surprisingly, Saturday, which is our busiest day in terms of attendees yeah. is probably my quietest day in terms yeah. of stuff I have to do because everything is set up and running and mm-hmm. hopefully going as it should. Um, so yeah, um, we'll see. Like I said, it's all the, all the new halls and everything this year, so there might be a, a few more things that we have to run around and do. Um, we always still try and play a game or two as a team, mm-hmm. the, the director team. Uh, usually it's after hours or it's after we've... Last year we tried to play Sagrada in uh, after we finished pack down. It's not the it's not the most complicated of games, but we were no. just sat there just going, oh, <laughs> oh, like we were trying to tackle a Lacerda, you know, like oh, <laughs> put the dice on the matching color. What what does that even mean? It's like I forgot so, what this color's called. <laughs> what what's a dice? <laughs> is it blue? Is this what blue is? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. So we still, you know, and we. Get loads of enjoyment from just you know walking around and seeing seeing people having fun. It's the because we set it up originally to try and play more games, and then (laughs) that's what's going to say. It's like somebody. (laughs) It's like somebody that's like, "What do you do? I work in the pizza shop, and I was really good at making pizza. But then what happened was the guys that owned the pizza chain thought I was so good at making making pizzas that they made me area manager." And now all I do is spend my day in a car, <laughs> driving yeah. around, and I'm not really good at driving. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> and I'm not really good at numbers. I'm not really good at figures. And I'm not really good at management. However, I can I, I can lay you out a ten inch pizza like you wouldn't believe, and have you thinking you died and gone yeah. to heaven. Um, but now it's like you know. <laughs> but yeah, I I. Are you getting to the point, or could you get to the point where you would kind of like step back even further, like you would bring people um, on? I mean, I'm guessing that you're still running with kind of like the original crew. Yeah, pretty much. It. We do sort of slowly sort of bring people in mm. uh, as as things. We're still very much involved in pretty much all aspects of it, and mm. I still do all the. Like I said 
do all the graphic design and all the hall layouts and booking all the exhibitors and planning the events and stuff like that. But um, but sort of gradually we, you know, we'll, we'll bring someone on. Well, they'll come on board as like a volunteer, uh, and then we'll be like, oh, they're, they're they're pretty good at that thing. Yeah, and then sort of slowly give them a bit more responsibility. So we have um, Anne joined us very early, and she just. She sorts all the volunteers. Yeah. Um, my mum comes in and she runs one of the halls and the tuck shop and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. just goes and does all the buying for that. So you don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. Ben has to pay a bill. Um, yeah. So, yeah, slowly as we get there, I think, uh, you know, obviously pandemic and COVID and stuff probably sets back a couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's getting there. You know, we're able to sort of give a bit more of our time mm-hmm. to it, which is good. I think this, and I was sort of chatting to someone about it recently. I think it's why you don't see many conventions of this kind of mid size is because it's it's big enough that it's a lot of work, but it's not big enough that you get paid yeah. <laughs> enough to no, do no. it yeah, full yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why you know, although Aircon is probably certainly second third biggest in the UK but like there's a massive gulf then between Aircon and Expo yeah. like yeah. which are 20 odd thousand so yeah. and I think that's probably what it is it's that just oh, I can push through this this bit or you know yeah. UK so, having been to the NEC a couple of times for trade shows years and years ago Aircon was fine for me yeah loved it as I say, Tabletop Scotland, again, only a couple of halls, fine for me. UK Games Expo kind of fills me with a little bit of <laughs> anticipation and dread. I think I would go, see if a publisher kind of said, tell you what, do you want to come down and you can muck around and you can do some live live shows and podcasts and stuff like that and we can work together, um, then I'd probably be up for going down. Because then I knew I would be it sounds strange I knew I would be kind of media working whereas mm-hmm. the thought of just going about and kind of like with it being so big I'd be worried I'd kind of miss <laughs> I'd kind of yes. miss <laughs> I'd miss something and it may be a bit yeah. too big you know for me yeah I don't know I still I still really love Games Expo and you know it's it's the one that we went to that inspired us to start Aircon. We didn't have any great ambitions yeah. of becoming Expo at the time but yeah. um, I still have a really good time there and um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, I went over to Gen Con last year for the first time. And what was that like? Magnitude's Man. bigger again. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> is it it's, too big? It's, no, I think it's sort of very different to what I was expecting. I think it's very, I think I was thinking something more like Essen. Yeah. And it's not like Essen at all, although they're sort of similar sizes. Um, it does just feel like a, bigger games expo um right and um you know it's still quite laid back and it's very busy like there's loads of people all over and the whole the whole town of indianapolis is just taken over with yeah, games everywhere yeah. you go <clears throat> um but yeah i think for the most part it's you know something about essen that does feel more kind of corporate i don't know if that's the right Word, but you kind of walk in and there's these massive stands and big displays and things like that. Um, is, is you don't that necessarily not, have that at Gencom. Is that not because of its kind of its history? Is it not? Kind oh, yeah, of, for yeah, sure. because of it's the, got the trade show kind of roots. Whereas I think Gencon, yeah, yeah. like you know, like yourselves, you know, is like I mean, they all kind of started from a place of love and passion for board games, and I think Essen yeah. kind of started mm-hmm. from a place of. How do we sell these? <laughs> and do you would you like to buy some kind of thing? So I think yeah. there could be kind of a difference from there. Um, yeah. With with the break that obviously happened, well, the kind of the mm-hmm. slowdown and the impediment and everything like that with kind of COVID cost of living and stuff like that, have ticket sales kind of stayed steady? Are you noticing an increase of things kind of going? Yeah. Well? So we uh, it did go up. Um, so we ended up uh, last year. Our sales were what we had originally forecasted for the just the pre-COVID mm-hmm. one, but our, mm-hmm. obviously our on-the-door sales got hit really bad on the pre-COVID one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
so that that last year kind of put us back to that point, but we so we yeah. still saw growth. Um, but then this time, we were a little bit kind of you know biting our fingernails and yeah. a bit worried. At, That's expected at, with it? all the cost of living and all of that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. at the same time, we had things on our end of things that just meant we had to put our prices up. Things like we went fat registered. Um, yeah. and we moved halls and then the convention center themselves put all their costs up. Yeah. And so it was a bunch of stuff, uh, that happened at the same time. Um, but we, yeah, it's going to be busier. It's, we've had every month, I think apart from November has been our best selling month ever. That's amazing. It's incredible. So yeah. So we, in the end, we're, we're glad we got, got the extra space. <laughs> um, <laughs> Otherwise, we don't know where we would have put people. Yeah. You just have to, yeah, just have to get them fighting outside in the car park and get them yeah, decide yeah. in which group they <laughs> want to join. And this is going to happen. I mean, if you're doing the Ben thing, I want my sharks and jets, and eventually getting them, giving parts to sing, so they can sing along as they're battling. Because I think Rodney will have a, a probably a reasonable singing voice. I think Chaz. <laughs> Will be terrible. <laughs> I think there'll be an awful lot of enthusiasm. Um, I think Naveen, though. Yeah. I think they'll be the one to watch. There's a ba- yeah. there's a bass baritone if I ever saw one. I'm telling you. <laughs> Back. Yeah. They're gonna be. There's gonna be a strong tune. But apart from that nonsense, <clears throat> um, if people want to buy tickets, if people want to find out more, if people want to. Check out why the banner is a pile of sweets and go, Oh, actually, it's a pile of sweets. It's one of those kind of what do they call it? It's kind of like those things where you expect something is expected to be like it looks like something, but it's not looking like something. There's a special phrase for oh, it, I, I don't know, it's a Mandela effect, I think it's called. Oh, okay. And I reckon there's a lot of people that have looked at that aircon thing and think it's automatically made out of meeples <laughs> and they're going to go back on and go, Oh my goodness, it is made of sweets. <laughs> but, if they want to see that, where do they go to find that on the internet webs? Where do you exist on the internet webs? Oh, nice and easy. It's aircon.co.uk. Well, that's air like the river. So A I R E C O N. Air like the river. Yeah. It's, so I know it's the thing. river, but people aren't going to know the river's spelled like that, are they? But it's aren't the they? big river through Leeds. Why wouldn't people know that? See, you're just living. You're just. Everything's <laughs> like with an E at the moment. So it's air with an E, it's cooked with an E. Mark, yeah, with an E. <laughs> that's why I call my my consultancy is with an E. It is. That's. I thought I was brilliant. I I literally chuckled. I wholeheartedly <laughs> chuckled for like a couple of minutes when I saw it because I went, "That's brilliant and funny." I actually told my wife, and she went, "Shut up! I'm trying to watch the telly," <laughs> which is a pretty good interaction as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on the site, check out the events. There's lovely little events. There's people going to be there. There's, there's board, going to be lots of board games. You've got your bring and buy. You've got your food trucks. You're going to be have the chance to... There's going to be impromptu stuff with the Watch It Played crowd. If you want mm-hmm. to see if you want to see how tall Rodney is, he's not. You can. <laughs> if you want to see how short Mark is, he's not. It's like <laughs> huge. It's literally like a mountain. I had people just trying to lean on me last year and put up posters and stuff. I could still see them. Oh, so what are you doing? Kind of like put, put a shelf next to that while you'd hold it steady yeah. kind of thing. You know. um, then go and check out the links because we'll put the links in the show notes so we've got notes to show. If you want to if you want to find out what we're up to, you just um, go to the various websites that we have, search for We Are Not Wizards, and you'll find us in all the usual kind of places, worn out faces, bright and early for the daily races. Um, like all our written reviews that we have on we're not wizards.blogspot.com and you can check out the podcast on we're not wizards.com and um, we've got twitter and facebook and instagram and all those things and if you like what you've listened to tonight um do us a favor and go into apple Podcasts and give us a rating um, and write us a review uh we've had we, the last review we had was gabby from the board game snobs he, he wrote Something absolutely wonderful and poetic, and I literally kind of went, Oh, it's nice to be nice. So that was nice. <laughs> um, but if you want to do that and be top of the list, 
then you could go on to Apple Podcasts and write a review as well. That would be lovely. And if you're going to give us a rating, um, it's the same old joke. It's been seven years, Mark. We've been doing this for seven <laughs> years. Seven years, 2016. 2016 we started this nonsense. So if you're going to be giving us a rating, don't give us don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed, but don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us five. Five. It takes two minutes on your Apple Podcast catcher of choice or going to the Apple Podcast. Because um, it's average, and we're just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average tonight... Or Avarag, or Ivrag. <laughs> the man who's been Avarag with an E. <laughs> it's the wonderful Mark Cook. Thanks for coming on, Mark. We appreciate your Thanks time. For me. And there's only one more thing. Well, there's two more things to do. The first thing is to remember we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Mark? No, we're not. Quit shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> It's for the it's for the live stream. For the what? For the live stream. It's not your, I'm not your special Facebook group with Mr. Luke Pryor now. You know. I speak to Luke the other day. He's going to be coming back on soon. Hopefully, he's a lovely, lovely, yeah, lovely. Yeah. If you're listening, Luke, you're fantastic. Um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye. <laughs> he's got no airs and graces. <laughs> But he's got one of those cheeks and faces. <laughs> Say goodbye, Mark. Bye with an E. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Rule sixes. Make something awful. Get yourself down to Harrogate. <laughs> and buy some tickets to Aircon with an E. Goodbye. is never linked. Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.